People lack the ability to put their life in perspective. I've been pushing people lately who are 43-year-old entrepreneurs sending me emails, and they have a six-year-old child. They love their business. They're killing it. Things are going great. And my advice to them is to slow down and take the next 12 years and actually, because they're telling me what they know about themselves is if they go to the softball games and recitals, and if they hang out with them and play Wii with them all day, that that's what's going to make them happy. And then they think they're sending me an email because I'm a business guy, and I'm going to tell them that's wrong. Are you out of your fucking mind? You need to be happy. And if you're self-aware enough to know that at 43 years old, you have six-year-old kids, that you want to spend the next 12 years taking the foot off the pedal so you can allocate time to watch those kids grow, I've got tremendous news for you. You're just going to be 55, and the baby, when they go to college, and they're not going to want to talk to you anyway, and you're going to be able to go all in. Do you know how liberating it is when people understand how young 59 years old is? Do you know how many people think they're supposed to have their life figured out at 18, 22, and 30 when the parents that are putting pressure on them to figure out their lives don't have their lives figured out? Oh, I like that one. What the fuck are you supposed to have your whole life figured out at 28 years old? It's ludicrous. We have such interesting macro theses in our society that are crippling people and the reason there's so much anxiety in the system now is we're all living our lives in public forums and now taking on more judgment, not less. I don't hear any of you. Let me say it one more time. How many people here fuck with my content and they love it? Let me hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Let me say it one more time. For all the people here who think I fucking walk on water, I'm the best, I'm such a great dude, I can't fucking hear you. Let me explain why. Not you, bro. Let me explain to you why I can't hear you. Because I have no interest on getting high my own supply. The reason, the reason I can't hear you is the same reason that I can't hear the person that leaves a comment that says I'm a snake oil salesman, or my cursing is inappropriate, or I suck, or I'm gonna burn out, or whatever else. I can't hear that fuck face either. And when, over the next 50 years of my life, I figure out how to produce more communications to help you not hear it either, that is when I will start having more significant impact, because when you don't hear anything, I don't mean from just fatty pants 63. I mean from your dad. I mean spouse. When you, my friends, in Phoenix, on a Wednesday, going into 2019, when you stop hearing things, shit gets remarkable. here have been following me for more than four years? Raise your hands. Raise it high, please. So for the ones that raise their hands, you know something about me. You know that I'm not interested in being a motivational speaker. You know that four years ago, I was making much more tactical jab, 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 right hook. Like, I didn't want to rah-rah what I just did for the last 10 minutes. I don't want to be that guy. I have it. I live it. I believe it. But I don't want to go on stage and rah-rah. I don't. I don't. 
19 pieces of content tomorrow on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram because it will answer the fucking things that are running through your head right now. The problem was, after I was done doing that for three or four years, and you would look me dead in the face in a meeting, let alone in a stage, and be like, I get it, I understand it, but you still weren't doing it? I'm like, I don't get it, and then I got it. This is such a big deal. Like, you're literally, literally not posting shit. Or, more interestingly, you are posting shit because you are now all the PR agents of yourselves on social media. It's really great to take a beautiful family picture picking fucking pumpkins. Meanwhile, shit's not going well. It's really awesome to post a picture on a private plane saying you're killing it when your company is about to go out of business. We are posturing, my friends. We are posturing for other people's opinions. Your lack of action is exposing your insecurity. If you, if you follow me and you are not posting 10 to 15 pieces of content a day, your actions are exposing your insecurity. The end. I come on the stage this morning with heat and passion because A, I'm fucking well rested. Thanksgiving was a good rest for me. But B, come here because I'm just trying to fucking get one person in this room who's looking at me right now and saying, that's actually the truth. Um, I appreciate that. I, I, am, I am not posting because my hair is receding and I'm insecure about it. I'm being serious. I'm being dead fucking serious. I am not posting because I'm up 13 pounds and I don't want to hear the fucking comments. I'm not posting because all my high school friends seem to be doing better than me. hearing too much. You're putting other people's opinions at a higher place than your own happiness. It blows my face away. And I kiss the ground that my parents walk on for creating an infrastructure that didn't create that. You know why? And this is for all of you. How many people here are parents of 6 to 18 year olds? Raise your hands. This one's for you. Let me tell you why it didn't happen. Because from 6 to 18, the world told me I was a loser. Because I played a bunch of sports in the backyard and in leagues, and we didn't give eighth place trophies with fucking balls. You know why else I can't hear you? Because I grew up in an environment where every fucking teacher looked me dead in the face and told me I was going to be a loser because I got an F in science. I don't give a fuck about Jupiter, dick. Do you know why I can post every day and not care about what you have to say? Because every friend I had's parent in high school, when they asked me what college I was going to, when I said Mount Ida College, they Greatest fucking country in the world. 
and being raised by a mother who would clap me up just like that if I opened the door for an old lady. But when I asked her for a Nintendo game, she looked me dead in the face and said, go fucking figure it out and buy it for yourself, dick. You want to know why most people aren't winning and aren't happy? It's because you're fucking entitled. People think they're owed something. I know, brother. People, for some reason, I watch it every day. Nobody owes you shit. Figure it the fuck out. And I'm going to give you the two basic principles. They're so fucking simple, it scares the shit out of me. Number one, this. You have to learn to do this. Please, my friends. I've never done this before. It's weird. I can't hear anything. Please. <laughs> I didn't even hear you guys laughing, but I can see you doing it. It's really fucking fun. Actually, I might give a whole keynote like this one day. This is fucking freaky as shit. I see you. I see you, clappy hands. Listen to me, clappy hands. This. This is the secret to my happiness. I'm so fucking happy because I can't hear a fucking thing. Do you understand? When you get there, you start doing. Because you're not scared that you hired somebody and they didn't work out. You just fire them. You don't care that your other coworkers think that you made a mistake. You start doing and talking shit and it's all gonna be great. Because if it is awesome, you're cool. And if it's not, you don't care anyway because as soon as somebody brings it up, do you know why I had the audacity to make a sneaker? Do you know why I did it? Let me tell you why, because I can't hear anything. If it worked, and thank God it did, I look good. If it didn't, my seven best friends would make fun of me for the rest of my life. And that was good too. I was looking forward to my roast at 83 when Robbie Turnick was like, and remember that time you thought you could sell a sneaker? You're a real fucking dick. to eliminate judgment. Learn to realize the reason you're not posting every day 800 times a day is because you're worried about what people are going to say. My friends, high school is Start acting on it. Because you're stuck in high school. I hate my competition. I want to slice their fucking throat. I, but I spend no time on them. I got no time for them because I'm not worried about them. I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to make them react to me. I like disrespect. I love when I meet business people that I'm supposed to know and they can taste that I don't know who they are. You know when you know? You know when you know and you're like, yeah, nice to meet you. I love that feeling that they know that I don't know who they are even though I'm supposed to because that's how much I disrespect that fucker. Because I'm in my shit. I'm in my shit. By the way, doesn't mean, by the way, Shiri may beat me. And by the way, I'm good with that because that's the game. You got to take your L's. I wear my loss on Uber or my other, like, I fucking own my L's, but they're mine, right? And so, 
my I'm I'm only driven by competition. I'm a, I'm a businessman because I love with your guys' athletics, and I needed to get that nut off in a different way, and that was business, right? And so like I own I mean I I made when I was making eighty thousand dollars a year, that was enough for me to live. I'm not fucking fancy. I came from zero. I don't need shit. I don't need a watch. Fucking dumb shit like that. I need the game, and my game is business. And the way I treat it is, I'm gonna do me, and I'm gonna make them react to me. I'm not gonna fucking watch film on them. You don't get away with that. You've gotta watch. But I get it. It's different. But like for me, I don't have to watch film. I'm gonna do my shit, and I'm gonna do it so fucking hard and so loud that I'm gonna make them spend time focusing on me instead of the reverse. Because what's great about sports and business is it's going to play out. There's no subjectiveness in what you guys do for a living. Somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. Like, that's why you got to focus so much on yourself because it's not subjective. It's not a painting or a bottle of wine that, like, a couple critics are like, it's good, it's bad. It's just, like, wine's a lot of fun because it's subjective. That's why I did real well in it. Because if I story told well, you just, I made you think it was good before you fucking drank it. We don't have that in business and sports. Like, if you lose 31 to 7, you fucking lost. Like, there's no, like, well, no. So, so that's why it's so insular, right? Like, I, back to what connects me with this world. I don't know anybody in the sports agent world. Like, everyone's like, oh, do you, like, I don't know anybody. I don't know a single fucking name. I don't give a fuck about Athletes First or fucking Rock Nation. I know, sure, no, Jay-Z's not doing shit, right? Like, it doesn't matter. I have to do my thing. And so, like... That's, that's how I think about competition. You know what you don't know at 19, 20? You know this, like, when you're 41, you're still 20. Like, you're not tricking anybody, and they're empathetic. They know who you're supposed to be. Like, as long as you're not doing something crazy, murdering fucking people, like, as long as you're not doing crazy shit, like, I actually think people should go more into who they actually are because people know that's what you're supposed to be anyway. Like, you're so worried about the edges, right? Like, you're supposed to be... About a month ago, I saw one of his videos for the first time, right? And I liked it. Boom, got got my hair standing up, right? And I got to the point where I was like, damn, I want to I want to repost this. But in my head, in my I had my coaching hat on. I was like, damn, he's cussing. Me. And I was thinking like, well, what if a parent, a recruit's parents, is on my page and they're like, and you know, at the end of the day, you know what I said? Fuck it. Fuck it. And I reposted it straight up. You know what I'm saying? Because in my head, I'm like, if you if you lose a kid because his mom's mad that you know that you reposted a cursing video, that fucker shouldn't be at USC anyway. That was the point, though, to me, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a true story. True story. I believe that. right? But true story. I was just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to be an example for y'all. Blah blah blah. I'm like, you know, everything I put up. You know, this, that, like, I'm not going to put the twerking video up, right? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> he's actually saying something that's dope because he says F-word, right? Like, does that make it wrong or bad? I was like, yeah. And things are getting redefined, yeah. right? Like, look what, you know, like, rich people dress differently. Like, like, here's what I always worry about. You're trying to get positioned for the world that you think it is, but then the world moves on you. Like, all, all those 40-year-olds that got straight A's that came up with me and went to Princeton and went to fucking Wall Street, and they all DMing. You thought the world was going to stay still. By the time you're 25, 27, doing your thing, the world's going to redefine. Facebook's going to come out, and entrepreneurs are going to wear t-shirts and sneakers. That's not what I do.
grew up with. There's no fucking forty one year old looking dick of bullshit socks and shit like that. It wasn't real. Like the world's gonna move. The Mendoza line's gonna move. What Riley Cyrus did twerking on MTV is lame compared to every fucking post on Instagram now. The world moves. So trying to conform to me, the reason I am me, and I, you know how much money I lose for cursing, for example. We had a company not give us a five million dollar account because somebody on the board didn't like that I cursed. Good. So I got plenty more money in return for actually being myself. And again, you can't break rules and all that. That's just the way it is, right? But like being yourself always plays out. Always plays out. I went to Mount Ida College. Fifty percent of the kids in my college went to jail. I went to a. I slept with my wallet every night. I'll beat everybody in CeeLo and Spades and all that shit in here. Like, I went to a hood college. I'll, like, I keep in touch with those friends. But when I started my business, I wasn't taking any of those fucking gangsters in. They're my boys, and I'll help them. But, like, when you, you know, like, that's life, right? Like, that, you know, that, that is the cliche conversation. I had a weird businessman conversation like that. But the cliche sports conversation is, you know, like, Kids come from rough neighborhoods and things of that nature, and you could still be tried and true. But you know what's tough is like what we don't talk about now is post that last collective bargaining agreement. Like, look, you're not making that much money. Like, you're making money. I mean, we got nothing, hundreds of thousands. It's But like, you start getting you, you guys. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the stories. Like, you start getting those 47 phone calls. Jalen Reeves Maven, right? Linebacker from Tennessee, kid that we represent now, Banner Sports, fourth round pick. His phone blows up when he gets drafted. Fourth round. You know what the economics of that now look like? Like, so it's tough. And so, like, yeah, life evolves. But there's ways to be there for people without just being in their piggy bank. And it's tough, man. Like, like I don't, I don't uh, sympathize with like everybody coming at you like that. Kids that have been with you in rough spots from a long way. Family members, family members that helped you. It's hard. But that's what being a grown ass man's about. Like, if you actually can say no for the first three years, put in the work, stay, you know, you know what's tough? You get to the league and you think that was it, right? Like, you, you, you know it's not, but you still think it is. Because now, you know, high school, of course, you get to this, you got the fucking bullshit NCAA, so you still not make it back. Now you're in the league, right? And you feel like at some level you've made it, but the truth is the money's not there until that second contract that can really get you to be like, right? So the key is actually locking down in those first couple years and really being smart with those, making those right investments, hopefully you stay healthy and get to that second deal. You say, honestly, listen, like, honestly, I think sometimes you should give it too. Like, like, like you gotta be you. Like, listen, I don't know, like money, like I, I just love the game of like, I, it worked out for me, but I was not making a lot of money in my 20s and 30s. And I was like helping my friend, like this whole, so I didn't take Moose or Tokyo Joe or fucking Dustin to my business, but I was wiring them money. My friend Dustin fucking was bringing so much ecstasy from fucking Holland to LA, you can't imagine, went to jail, he needed help. Like, I gave him money, like, like I'm not gonna judge you because some guy that was back from the get needs money and you're worried about some executives or people judging you. Like, I think it comes down to individuality here, right? I think it's okay. And like, look, I think it's everything becomes the product of your reality, right? First round quarterbacks get paid different than fifth round quarterbacks. Like there's just everybody's got their real life. And so like there's different
pressures. And then some families, a first-round quarterback doesn't have those pressures that a fifth-round quarter, everybody around them feels like they're the first pick of the draft. There's a million different things here. I think the key for all of you is you need to be good with yourself first. Because then you have the strength for the yeses and nos that will dictate the fucking outcome of your life. It's so crazy for me, right? I'm 41. I'm old, right? Like, like I remember the world pre-internet. You know, which is just like so batshit crazy. Because when I think about internet, like when you said it, I was like, oxygen. Like to me, it's just like, it's oxygen. Like there is no life without the internet. Uh, I don't think people understand. Like let me tell you something you will do 25 years from now. You will wear contact lenses and you will live in a real world, in an augmented world, and a virtual world. In 25 years from now, when you'll be young, you will put on contact lenses or something. We'll be inventor, we'll be put it LASIK into your eyes. And like the same way all those Snapchat filters and all that shit, that will be real life. There'll be a Ford feed right here, virtually. Or you can go completely into a virtual or Like this shit just started. Like we just started. Like Uber and Amazon and Facebook and Snapchat, that shit's basic. Like your car's gonna drive itself for you. You're gonna be like lounging in your car. Like the things we're gonna be doing, like your, 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 your beer's gonna be reordering itself for you. When you have one beer left in your fridge, it's gonna reorder it for you. You're gonna have technology in your body. Like, all this plays out to the robots killing off all of us. We probably won't see it, but it's coming. And so like, this is just starting. Like, think about, think about what was, and when we laugh like that, it's fun for me because if I told you 10 years ago, like 10 years ago, if you did online dating, you were a fucking dork, right? Like. Now all that's going on is that. That is the infrastructure for it, right? If you told a parent 10 years ago, here's what's up, your 14-year-old daughter should go into a stranger's car to get around every day, they would have laughed you out of the room. That's what Uber is. So like, I don't think people understand. Like when I think about the internet, I think about it as oxygen. It's just the framework that we now play in. And when you, and to make it real life for you instead of some heady shit, the opportunity for all of you is exponential. It's so compounded. You can network in LA when you play here. You can network with the fucking world. You can literally go to your phone right now, put a hashtag USC, see anybody that gives a fuck about it, and you can engage with that, and basically have anything happen if you choose to. That's just bonkers. But everybody's full of shit. You ever look at Facebook? Everybody's got the best marriage, best kids, best vacation, like everybody's PRing the shit out of themselves. So what happens is everything's about, it's, it's sports. Everything's about adjustments, right? Tight ends become fucking basketball players. You gotta adjust the safety position. Like everybody, there's a reaction to reaction. Social media didn't exist. It came out, everybody was saying everything. Then we got conditioned that people would react and all of a sudden we got weird and started PRing ourselves. Now everybody knows that everybody's full of shit so there's a counteract. That's how Snapchat happened. Everybody shared everything. Where was the opportunity? Something private. So like everything's about counter moves. Like right now, I don't give a fuck about social anymore because everybody's on it, everybody's looking. That's why I'm looking at voice. That's why I'm looking at smartification and internet of things because everybody's looking, you got a problem, right? And that's what's happening with social. Nobody believes, when, when I say I'm watching what you guys are doing, I'm not paying attention to what you're posting. I'm paying attention to what you're double tapping. You know, like, it's so funny. Guys are, like, PCing themselves on Instagram, like, me and my moms. And then they're, like, fucking double-tapping every booty chick on the fucking internet. Right? Like, like, so, like, you know, like, it's real funny. And it's real true. That's why everybody's laughing, because everybody knows. And, um, and it's real fucking great. I love it.
Give me a gratitude. I'm super grateful, man. Like, I was born in a shit place. Got out of Russia when nobody was getting out, right? Like, got lucky. Like, I'm grateful. Like, if I wake up and everybody in my family is alive, I'm so fucking fired up. I don't want shit. I don't listen to shit. I'm just like, I'm so grateful. You know, <laughs> Yogi? Like, it's like, I just know, you know, I don't know what else to say. I'm, just, I'm part of this nonprofit, Pencil of Promise. I took uh, some of my people, went to Ghana. Went to Ghana, landed in a car, and then drove four hours. There's places where people walk an hour to get fresh water. That man's water bottle there, they would fucking die for that shit. Like, I just think everybody's lost perspective. And I'm real empathetic to this dude's lost perspective. You're a football player in USC. Your perspective is broke. It just is. So, like, I try to unwind. Like, uh, my perspective is I'm a white man in America, and I'm rich as fuck. My perspective is broke. So I'm trying to rewind it back and just be grateful. I'm just grateful. So the, re the way I stay on the edge is just, like, gratitude. It's just gratitude. Like, one life, one at bat, one time. I just don't want to see that regret in my eyes that I see in so many. And, and that's why it's so fun for me to come and talk to you now, because, like, straight up, for 90% of you, this is the greatest year of your life, right? You can be mad at me, you can be sad at me, you can think I'm stupid, tell you straight to the fucking But 80 to 90% of you, this is your life. This is the fucking Because if you're smart, and you do, then it won't be.
be 25. I would give up for 17 years so I'd give up everything I have because that's how valuable time is. And the far majority of this room has time, time as their asset. And every day, the number one asset they have, time, they give away by being impatient, mainly on the back of listening to society or their parents.
you're selling a ton of homes, or you're getting more clients than ever, or you're, whatever it is, whatever success you're having, if you're doing that without producing a high volume of content every day on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, YouTube, or a podcast, you're immediately right this second vulnerable. Because somebody else is going to, and over time they will take your audience. They will. And so I highly recommend that the tangible thing that you do from this talk is that you realize that you have to go home and figure out how you're going to communicate to the world. I decided 18 months ago the way I was going to communicate to the world was I was going to be documented, living my life, and then post-producing that 12 hours of video into video, audio, and written word because that's how we all, you know, consume. I mean, people, you know, I talk so digital. For years, people make fun of me. They're like, Gary Vee, you talk about being so digital. Why do you still write books? I'm like, because people read them, asshole. I may not read them, but I'm not the person I care about. The audience is what I care about. And so if you like to consume content while you're walking your dog or running in the morning, then I'm going to produce a podcast. If you like to sit down with a glass of wine or beer and watch video, well then I'm going to produce video and I'm going to put it on Facebook and YouTube and Roku and anywhere else I can upload that shit on because the number one thing you should never do is create friction for your audience. Do you know how many of you are misplaying it because you've stopped posting anywhere but Instagram because that's where your biggest audience is? You become fundamentally 100% vulnerable to a platform. Go speak to all the people that blew up on fucking MySpace and how that works out. So the number one thing you need to do is deploy self-awareness about yourself and how you want to communicate and what you want to communicate. The, the really important part about this is video is absolutely the holy grail, but many people here don't want to or feel uncomfortable being on video, and that is super fun. Forcing yourself will always lose. It is always going to be a self-awareness. What do I like the most? Because the reality of trying to be successful is super fascinating. Everybody has the ambition or thought process of living a 1% life, but the far majority have no interest in putting in the work ethic of the 1% that is required for that life. And that's fine. You know, another thing that's a complete contradiction is how many people I know that are far happier when their business the amount of people I've really looked at a lot of businesses at this point, you know, hundreds of thousands probably over the last 20 years because of my investing career, there are so many people that have a business that makes them 200,000 a year, they want to grow, and then when it goes to 280,000, they went from extremely happy to miserable on that small of a delta. You know, please, please, in a success world, please understand that success is happiness, not but I will take a break in the summer because uh, definitely because some and the studies are really hard and yeah it falls I say yeah I will do it for time part and like that but I'll manage in a way because C plus plus programming doesn't need me to go there a lot and in business course you know what I have to do. Okay, so this is Serial Box, which is a software for Mac. 
that allows you to pretty much get a serial number for almost every software available for Mac. Um, I, only a few times have I come across a point where I couldn't find a serial number, and then I was able to find it on Google in the end anyways. So this software is excellent for anyone. It provides a real easy way to get a serial number with no work necessary. For example, you just go, you click, then just choose Serials. You can click any one of these. It'll instantly copy to your clipboard, easy as pie, and then you just paste it into whatever software you're installing. So I'll show you how to get this and how to install it. So first, choose the link in the description, which will bring you here. Now, this site I just found, so I don't feel that it'll be up for a long time. But regardless, what you can do is just go to Google, type in Serial Box, followed by the month you're in, and the year afterward, because then you'll get the latest version of it. Hey folks, Steve here. Hey, a lot of times you need to find the serial number on your Apple Mac product, such as your iMac, your MacBook Pro, maybe your MacBook Air. Well, there's a real easy way to do it. Instead of going to look in your records or your box or whatever, I'll see how to back up online. Oh, you are right, man. I can back up my iMac to iCloud. Today I'm going to be teaching you all my favorite backup solution for Mac owners because as we all know, technology does change quickly and the best backup solution for you five years ago might not be your best solution today. Ultimately, the perfect backup solution would be one that could withstand any kind of disaster so that if every electronic in your home were destroyed, you'd still have a way to get back your data. How to back up your Mac, coming up next on Tech Talk America. Back in the day, we used to just tell everyone across the board to use Time Machine. For those of you who don't know, Time Machine is a piece of software that comes pre-installed into every Apple computer. Ultimately, through this class, I am going to end up teaching you how to use it. Uh, but the big thing that we didn't like about Time Machine was that, first of all, for those of you who backed up to an external hard drive, those hard drives were still susceptible to physical destruction. So, for example, if you had something like a fire or a flood or an earthquake, your backup and your primary computer could easily both be destroyed. And of course, the other big problem with Time Machine is that you have to remember to plug it in. This is something that's usually not quite as big a problem for desktop owners since it tends to live on a desk, 
But for those of you who are laptop owners, typically it's not the best solution. So my recommendation is that you use iCloud as your primary backup and Time Machine as your secondary backup. In order to show you how to set this up, let's switch over to my Mac. All right, folks, let's start off with going over the settings to make this all happen automatically. Let's start off by going to the Apple menu at the top left corner of your screen. And then from there, we're gonna go into System Preferences. Now, from here, we're gonna go into iCloud Settings. From here, you'll notice that I have a checkbox next to where it says iCloud Drive. And now let's click on Options just to the right of that. Parents, 
with her contemporaries. And I really like to make it attractive to be like the person that works. Like, listen, I think being a tortoise is cool. Because you get to win the fucking race. You know? Maybe your mom or dad thinks you're a loser right now, but like, it'd be much better if you won that debate instead of rushing into some dumb shit to make them think you're not a loser quicker. And that's all I see over and over and over again. And I just think that this conversation needs to be put in the system. Because look, there's a big difference between making money and raising money. And we are become way too romanticized about raising capital, which has a need, and I believe in it, and I'm a VC myself, but everybody's defaulted into it. And let me promise you something. Knowing how to make money is always a good skill. Always. And I think it's time that we start having a bigger conversation of teaching people that, but everybody's too fancy. You're too fancy. It's true. People are fancy. Everybody likes to put founder in their Instagram profile like it means something. I can put basketball player in my fucking Instagram account. Doesn't mean I'm playing the NBA, motherfucker. And so that's the problem right now. We've romanticized something. It's very easy to say. You can't say you're a professional singer because everybody call you out. We can see it. You can't say you're a professional athlete but you just put that word entrepreneur and co-founder and you are it, but you're not. You're renting that status. There's a big fucking difference between being an entrepreneur and being a successful entrepreneur. And unfortunately, we have confused the line and it's putting people to really bad, bad habits during an easy time. If you're under 31 in this room, you've never been punched in the mouth professionally, which to me means you're fucking soft. It's not your fault. You might be able to handle that punch, but you didn't live through 2000 and 2001 and 2008, or not, definitely not 94. Like, you haven't been punched in the fucking mouth. And so, like, you're not, if you're not, if you've been doing something for two years right now, three years, and you're not winning, and it's this easy, you better rethink shit now. Yesterday. It means maybe you're number three, and you should go find a one. It means maybe you're dreaming and playing lotto and you need to get practical because this has been the easiest fucking time to make money in the last hundred years. And if you haven't figured it out, you just might suck. I'm serious, it's true. Like, it is cold, but honestly, I'd much rather give it to you cold, give you at least the thought to think about it because it's fucking true cold instead of fucking pandering to you and then when you fucking crash and you're really hurting, like, all those people that said, rah, rah, you can do it, they're not around. And so, please get practical. Please learn how to make money if you're a business person. And so, that's where I'm at. I'd love to do some Q&A. Thanks for having me.